Yes, a very good morning to you. Welcome to the papers for Monday, the 29th of January, 2024. Monday morning. Incredibly mild this morning. Very mild. They, 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 the broadcasters telling us this morning, the temperatures might reach 17 degrees Celsius, which would be the highest January temperature for a number of years. Further proof, we're told, if we needed any, that climate change is real. It is a clear and present danger and a threat to all of humanity. It isn't, of course, but that's what I heard this morning when I was doing my rounds around Salford with my doggies in tow. My doggies. Yes, it's warm, it's mild, it's lovely. It's nice, actually. It's nice. It's wet as well. It's a bit of rain today. But anyway, let's go straight to the front pages of the dailies. Many of them today lead with an attack, an attack on a military base near the Syrian border, which saw three US soldiers killed, a drone attack that is being blamed on radical militant group or a radical militant group that's operating in Jordan and apparently is backed by the Iranian state, by the state of Iran. So that's the front page of the Financial Times. Iran-backed militants kill three US troops in drone attack. Major escalation in Middle East conflict is the headline. Now, the papers, the number of papers go with this. The broadcasters will be running with this all morning, no doubt they will, and they will repeat over and over again, Iran-backed, but will offer, not offer, will not offer, nor will they provide any proof that the Iranian government has anything to do with it. Now, this is a chestnut. This is a, a story they've rolled out time and time again over the decades, depending on which conflict. You look back over the last 30, 40 years. Libya, Gaddafi is doing this. He's backing that. He is funding terror. Assad in Syria is doing this, is doing that. He is funding terror. He is backing, you know, attacks in the region. He is destabilising the entire Middle East, blah, blah, blah. Saddam Hussein is killing his own people. Saddam Hussein is funding terrorism. And and so on, and so on, and so on. Okay? I don't know if Iran, the Iranian government, or the Iranian military, provides material support to the Houthis, or to other militant groups in Georgia. I've no idea. It might very well be the case. But the media is offering no proof. It's just repeating, rinsing and repeating, that which it is told, basically, by the intelligence agencies of the UK, and of the United States. We tell you that Iran is funding it. You believe it. That's how it goes. Uh, The Guardian fears of US-Iran conflict intensify after troops killed in drone attack. Same story. The Times drone strike on US base raises fears of Iran war. Tehran-backed militants killed three in Jordan. I've read these stories this morning. I've been up since four o'clock. It's now 6.32 as I speak with you. And uh, none of the newspapers offer any proof. I've got to keep repeating this. No proof whatsoever, just claims. As the Daily Telegraph, Iran to blame for for deaths of US troops, says Biden 
Well, it must be true then. If a US president declares something to be true, sure we can take it to the bank. Maybe not. Two more teens killed in UK knife epidemic is the headline on the front page of the Metro. And um, this isn't new. We, we the, the papers regularly, sadly, regularly feature stories, focusing on stories where, where young men and young women, young boys and girls, are the victims of knife attacks in the country. Um, a 15 and a 16-year-old boy in Bristol were stabbed, were, were attacked on Saturday night by a group of people who fled the scene uh, according to police, and it's horrendous. Yeah, two more teens killed in UK knife epidemic. Excuse me, the eye paper, the eye labour private school tax set to squeeze deprived children at some grammar schools. So the eye paper leads with labour's plans to charge VAT on private school fees, and that this might mean deprived children might lose out on places at state grammar schools. If Labour is elected, it will introduce a 20% tax in a bid to raise an extra £1.7 billion for state education. Head teachers have told the iPaper they fear it will spark a surge in competition for selective state schools. The Daily Express. Um, Kemi, stirring Tory plotters must stop messing around. As the Daily Express leads with a warning from the Business Secretary, Kemi Badenoch, or Badenoch. She's uh, speaking out against those MPs in the Conservative Party who might be seeking to undermine Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister. She, Badenoch, says the rebels are just stirring and they should not treat Prime Ministers as if they are disposable. As the Daily Mirror, lives wrecked by Tories' town hall cash squeeze, is the headline, and this is a story about how local authorities, local councils, are how many of them are on the brink of bankruptcy. Obviously a very famous, infamous um, uh, story that has received a lot of coverage in the last couple of months is Birmingham, local authority, which has gone bankrupt. Uh, so the mirror splashes on this. Cuts to council budgets are having a devastating effect on people's lives, according to the Mirror, which of course supports the Labour Party and wants to see a Labour government. The Sun, Kyle, I'm so sorry, is the headline on the front page of The Sun. And that is about Kyle Walker, a famous football player who plays for Manchester City and England. And he has been playing away from home. Boom, boom. Not just uh, privately, uh, not just professionally but also in his private life, allegedly. As the Daily Mail strike hell on trains as chiefs cash in. So the mail leads with, uh, th- there are rail strikes again this particular week. And I'm not going to tell you too much about that because it's not that relevant. As the Daily Star, Balmy is the headline. Balmy. And it has a photograph on the front page of two men. One man wearing wintry clothes covered in snow and another man holding a... Uh, what looks like uh, one of those buoyancy aids for children, a little a little uh, rubber duck that a child might have around uh, his or her body in a swimming pool, and he's got a snorkel on. So the headline is, Britain's 19.6 degrees Celsius January heat record. So the star going with, it's going to be very warm this week, and, well, it must be down to climate change, if you believe the star. Let me reach for my drink. 
Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me have a drink. Ah, sure, that's nice. That'll cure what, a- what ails you. Let's go inside the papers. So then, three US soldiers killed. Military base um, near the Syrian border. Of course, the United States and its military should be nowhere near the Syrian border. What are they doing there? There's a very long answer to that. I'm not going to get into it because I don't have all day. But let's have a look at the Telegraph. Donald Trump, we are on the brink of World War Three. Now, Donald Trump is a pathological liar. The former US president, who's very likely, unless something happens, unless he is assassinated, um, I don't see that happening. But as I've said before on this podcast, and I've said on the live Richie Allen radio show, if I was running the Great Reset Agenda, if I was behind it, and I wanted to create chaos, I mean, they are causing chaos in a number of ways we discuss, but if I really wanted to drop a huge grenade, I would disappear Trump, to be honest. But um, we'll, we'll see. And I say that because Trump's fans are fans in every sense of the word. They are fanatics. They really believe that Trump represents some sort of threat to the the new world order, when, of course, Donald Trump is the new world order. And it doesn't matter what Trump did or didn't do during his presidency. His fans are completely, they are completely impervious. You can't penetrate them. They don't want to know. You know, they'll come at you with ad hominem attacks. You know, they'll accuse you of being a Hillary supporter. They don't listen to programs like the Richie Allen Show, when we've been telling people for years that every president regardless of which side of the aisle he uh, came from, ultimately served the agenda. Trump served the agenda during his presidency, but that's a point, a fact, lost on his supporters. Not to mention he's probably a paedophile, Trump. I mean, I I, I can't prove it, but I I guess he probably is. Uh, Trump hung around for many, many years, not for a few years, but for many, many, many years. Hung around teenage, um, you know, and, and in many cases preteen beauty pageants. Why? What was he doing there? Why would you say that if your daughter was not your daughter, you'd be dating her? Why would you say that? Anyway, Trump is disgusting, right? In my opinion. According to the Telegraph headline, Donald Trump, we are on the brink of World War Three. So Trump has reacted to this attack um, in Jordan, um, where three US troops were, were killed. And it's being blamed on Iran-backed militants. And typically, Trump told a pack of lies. If I was a president, this wouldn't have happened. Bullshit. He, he says the Iranian-backed Hamas attack on Israel wouldn't have happened. And the war in Ukraine wouldn't have happened. Blah, blah, blah. It's complete and utter horse shit. And here's a fact that Donald Trump fans don't like, but you can tell him. You can tell him from me. That US drone attacks uh, trebled during the time that Trump was president. Because Trump did something that no president had ever done before him, uh, proving that Trump was equally as controlled and was just as much of a puppet as every president uh, who came before him. But Trump basically gave the US military carte blanche to do whatever it wanted to do without presidential oversight. So Trump basically relinquished presidential oversight during his presidency. Told the military, told the pen, he told the Pentagon, this is a fact, if you Google this, you'll find it. Told the Pentagon he didn't want to be bothered with, with phone call after phone call after phone call, with, with um, permission to launch uh, request after permission to launch request. No, says Trump, you do what you want when you want. And that's a fact, that's not conjecture. 
You look it up. Look it up if you don't believe me. I know there will be some Trump fans listening to this. No, no, no president had ever given the Pentagon more free reign to drop bombs overseas than Trump did. So Trump is a fantasist, is a delusional lunatic, uh, and is a pathological liar. No two ways about it. And the idea that the world would be safer if Trump was running things is, well, it's a joke. So that's the telegraph. Yes, Biden is impaired and is a puppet. Trump is a puppet and at times he comes across as being pretty much impaired to me. Excuse me, I'm a bit um, sniffly this morning. The Times, stonewall friendly NHS abuse policy puts women at risk. What is this about? Well, according to The Times, NHS England has come under fire after it revealed that its domestic abuse policy for staff had gender-neutral language and did not include the words woman or women. This is Stonewall, which purports to be a charity. Purports to be a charity, looking out for the interests of LGBTQ plus people. It's a lobby group, not a charity. It claims to be a charity, but it's a lobby group, okay? And over the last few years, public and public bodies and private companies and schools have signed up to Stonewall, uh, this uh, lobby group, and given Stonewall the running of their inclusion policies, which is madness, right? But they have done. Now, a number of private companies are pulling back, are pulling away, because Stonewall, again, it's a lunatic asylum, right? So they've been given the NHS advice um, on domestic abuse policies and incredibly have told the NHS to reduce or not to include words like woman or women, even though, as far as I understand it, I don't have any official figures, but women are 10 or 15 or 20 times more likely to be a victim of domestic abuse than men are. Health chiefs, these NHS health chiefs, in an application to be included in LGBT lobby group Stonewall's top 100 employers list, highlighted that its policy said domestic abuse happens, quote, regardless of gender, end quote. NHS England also revealed that its menopause policy is LGBT inclusive and has gone undergone significant improvements to better support trans, non-binary and intersex employees. It's menopause policy. Uh, yeah, Stonewall had reviewed NHS England's maternity policy to help improve our language to be gender inclusive, say NHS England, including using terms like pregnant employee rather than pregnant women. And the Times features a number of quotes from women who work for women's rights groups, including Karen Smith, chief executive of NIA, NIA, which is a domestic and sexual violence charity which works to end violence against women. She says if the NHS is content to let Stonewall reframe policies, especially those which have a disproportionate impact on women, then it is creating conditions where sex discrimination can at best go unchecked and at worst put women at risk. Madness. It's madness, of course, but it continues unabated. And in the Telegraph, um, that was the Times, in the Telegraph, similar similar theme, EU calls for gendered language to be scrapped. So the European Union is telling legislators, uh, it's telling Eurozone countries to abandon gendered language, to replace 
time, I won't say time honored, not time honored, no, but traditional, t- traditional phrases, things we would say, we might say no man's land. You know, we might say, watching a game of football, a commentator might say, the defender was caught in no man's land there and was unable to recover. And the striker ran through on goal and scored. The defender found himself or herself in no man's land. All of this should be replaced. They even say, the EU, that replaced no man's land with unclaimed territory. Don't use terms like Joe Public. Uh, Joe Public should be changed and it should read average citizen. So this is just bollocks, right? And this is in uh, the Telegraph. So a number of papers going with these stories today. Uh, There's even a call to change the Star Trek classic opening line to boldly go where no man has gone before. They're calling for that to be changed to where women uh, to change language like that because women may be subject to invisibility or omission. Let's stay with the Times for a moment. This is an important story. Headline, Labour MP is suspended over Gaza genocide email. What is this about? Well, it's about a woman called Kate Osamore. I think that is how her name is pronounced. I don't know. I've never seen the woman interviewed. Uh, I never heard of her before today, to be honest. She's an MP for Edmonton in North London. Her Surname is spelled O-S-A-M-O-R, Osamore or Osamore, right? Kate, anyway, she's been suspended. The whip has been taken away from her. Um, why? Well, she said Gaza should be remembered as a genocide. And she said this on the eve of Holocaust Memorial Day. Now, Holocaust Memorial Day was on Saturday. Saturday just gone. On Friday, she sent an email to local party members. In the email... Kate Osamore included a photograph of herself signing the Holocaust Education Trust's commemoration book in Westminster. Why would there be a commemoration book for something that happened 80 years ago? I don't understand it. It's also, I also don't understand why there should be a memorial for the Holocaust in Hyde Park in London. I've said this and I continue to say it until I'm blue in the face. Uh, the UK, not just the UK, but the UK specifically, um, was a haven for Jewish families and Jewish children fleeing the Nazis during the Second World War. Um, the UK led the opposition to um, Germany, as of course did Russia, and as of course did uh, the United States later on. The UK had nothing to do with the Holocaust. Why would there be a memorial for uh, Jews murdered in Germany in London in a park in London? I have no idea. I have an idea, but I'm not going to get into it here because I don't have time. So this woman photographed herself signing a commemoration book, which is madness. Why would you do that? But anyway, she did. And then she said in the email that there was an international duty to also remember the victims of more recent genocides, listing Cambodia, Rwanda, Bosnia, And now Gaza, she said. So we're moving into a world now, into an era, where having an opinion on something, on a geopolitical event, can have grave consequences for you. In this case, this woman is going to be kicked out of the Labour Party because she dared to list Gaza and 24 hours before Holocaust Memorial Day. How dare she? How very dare she? Of course, what's happening in Gaza is genocide. It is the state, the nation state of South Africa, 
has taken a course to the, excuse me, has taken a case to the International Court of Justice. It has accused of Israel of genocide there. A number of other parliaments around the world have said, yeah, absolutely, it's genocide. Of course it's genocide. It's ethnic cleansing. It's genocide. It is the attempt to remove the people of Palestine from their country, from their land, to kick them out via the Egyptian border and to kill as many of them on the way as they can. More than 25,000 Palestinians have been murdered by the Israeli Defence Forces. What else would you fucking call it other than genocide? But this poor woman, Asa now has been suspended from the party pending an investigation because she dared, dared to state an opinion. She signed the book, she doffed the cap to Israel, she bent the knee to the Zionists by signing a ridiculous fucking book of commemoration to something that happened 80 years ago, but that's not good enough. No, 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 she must be anti-Semitic. Because in sending an email to her party colleagues, she said, yes, let's remember what happened in Nazi Germany, but let's also remember Cambodia, Rwanda, Bosnia, and now Gaza. And now she's gone. And, sadly, but not surprisingly, she took to Twitter to apologise. You see, this is, this is where I lose my support for and lose my sympathy for people like Kate Osamore. She apologised. Never, ever, ever apologise. You might remember back in 2019... Um, email after email I received, letters. I had um, contacts through the website. Uh, the Richie Allen Show was mentioned in every newspaper in the country. Um, and I was asked to apologise because I said on Twitter, and I stand by it, that I'm sick to fucking death of hearing about the Nazi Holocaust. Sick of hearing about it. Apologise, Richie, apologise. You know, you might have offended some nice Jewish people who listen to your radio programme. I said, fuck, like fuck when I apologise. Of course I won't apologise. I meant it then and I meant it now. I'm sick of hearing about it. Don't ever apologise. Stand over the things that you say and the things you believe. And don't apologise is my, is my approach to, to life. Not just to this programme or to the Richie Allen show. Uh, the Guardian. UK bowel cancer death rates forecast to rise by third among under 50s. Please disperse. There's nothing to see here. Bowel cancer death rates to go up by one third. In fact, it's going to go up by 39%, which is far more than a third. Death rates among those aged 25 to 49 will go up by 39%. Imagine, imagine what's going on. Well, the jabs have got nothing to do with it. Don't worry about it. mRNA jabs never existed before 2020. This technology, which is brand new, with no long-term safety data. But no, 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 don't mention the jabs. They say it is unhealthy eating habits. They say it is sitting on your arse and not getting out to do any exercise. Eating processed meat, drinking alcohol. That explains it. That explains why bowel cancer death rates will increase by 40%. Like, fuck it explains it. It might go some way to explaining it. I can understand if you tell me, well, unhealthy eating and a lack of exercise and maybe drinking too much alcohol is causing an increase in cancer. Of course, I would take that and say, yeah, absolutely, I can understand that. But 40%? No, I don't believe it. But I can't prove it. It's only that which I believe. Let's have a look inside the Express. Here's a story for you. You won't be surprised. Let me um, just take another little drink there. It's about heat pumps. Hang on, hang on. Marvellous. Lovely. 
Heat pump story. This is the papers, by the way. As I talk to you at 6.52 in the AM, I'm Richie Allen. The Express politician driving UK switch to heat pumps is still using gas to heat his own home. Surprise, surprise. Heat pumps are an abomination. They don't fucking work. And even when they do work, they don't heat your home sufficiently. This is a fact. Industry insiders, industry whistleblowers have said this. Heat pumps will never heat your home above 19 degrees Celsius. And that is not sufficient in the UK during winter time. It is not. And if heat pumps are forced on us, old people will freeze to death in their own homes. That is a fact. But we must have heat pumps because of climate change. However, Lord Callanan who's heading up government plans to encourage people to use heat pumps, which, by the way, might cost you 12, might cost you 15, might cost you 16,000 pounds to install, right? Financially break you, and then they won't heat your home. Lord Callanan has admitted that he is yet to convert his own house to use the heat pump and to get away from the fossil fueled gas boiler. No, he's the Minister for Energy Efficiency and Green Finance, And he insists that heat pumps are the only way for us to meet our net zero targets, right? But he won't use one himself. According to the Express, they can cost up to 18 grand. But the government will give you, if you jump through a number of hoops, the government will or might give you a £7,500 grant. But that still leaves you with, of course, 11 uh, or 10,500. If it's 18 grand, of course, you've got to find 10,500. He was at a roundtable Q&A event attended by industry leaders and he admitted that he doesn't have one. He also admitted that few people can afford one, but we've got to do it because of climate change, because we're killing the planet and we, we all need to change the heat pumps. Don't do as I do, do as I say. Well, that's a time, that's an age old government philosophy, isn't it? Don't do as we do, do as we say. That's more or less it for the papers. The BBC News website is leading with the horrific stabbing event in Bristol on Saturday. It's also leading with the three US troops killed just inside Jordan. Again, the BBC alleges the attack was uh, carried out by Iran-backed militants, but offers no proof whatsoever. Um, NHS Trust accused of avoidable baby deaths is another story the BBC News website is running with. Apparently, maternity services at some Gloucestershire hospitals uh, have not been up to scratch, and that has led to babies dying. That's a horrifying story. Um, And that's about it, really, um, for the papers and for the news websites. This day, which is, of course, Monday, January the 29th, 2024. And I have been Richie Allen. Thank you for listening to the papers this morning. And me with, um, I'm full up a cold, I think. You have a lovely Monday. And if you like, if you like, and only if you like, do join me live at 4pm UK time for the Richie Allen radio show, which is a live radio show presented by, you won't believe it, me, Richie Allen. Sloan Tommel, which means bye for now. See you later. Bye. Bye.